Good morning, everybody. Hey, hope you're having a great day. Glad to be back uh, here in the office. And uh, we'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few moments. Hey, don't forget that uh, there are so many things in this world that we cannot control. You can control the amount of risk you have in your investments. And that's exactly why I developed the core retirement design to help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. Hey, with that, we've got Dave coming up next. 7 Light FM, no doubt though, that's Gwen Stefani and company. I'm Morning Dave, we're at 840 now, and Lordy, Lordy, guess who's back? Philip Statler is here to join us for a look at finances as to what uh, Wall Street is doing for and to your money this morning. Philip back from his end of summer vacation. Philip, it's so good to have you back. I'm glad you're here today. It is. It's, uh, it's glad to be back here, other than it's hot as you know what. Um, you know, out west in Montana, it wasn't quite this warm. And uh, seven thousand miles later, we are we are back home. It was nice to sleep in my own bed last night. <laughs> yeah, but you're well. You know, we're, this I got good news. There's a cold snap coming this weekend. Good, good. We're gonna get down to like what uh, 90? Nin- ninety? Ninety, ninety-two. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I give those reports and I say, you know, 92 is a cold spell. You ain't lived around here long, have you? Uh, backing up yesterday, uh, Wall Street uh, gave us a little bit of a recovery yesterday for a while. It's been a really crummy first week of September, but uh, we actually eked out green pretty well across the board yesterday. Dow was up by 87. Standard & Poor's was up by 30. NASDAQ was up by over 156. That was over a full percent. And increase. Uh, it's kind of nice when it goes up because uh, NIFB small business sentiment number came out this morning, and uh, not exactly what we had in mind. Small business sentiment declined last month, first time since April. Word from the uh, folks at Reuters is that we're concerned about inflation and finding quality labor. Boy, tell me something I didn't know, but it fell to 91.3 from its high of 91.9 in July. And uh, you were saying the expectations were a little bit of leveling, but not that much, huh? Yeah, the expectation was for a drop, but uh, the expectation was for it to drop to 91.5. Um, and so it exceeded that and dropped to that 91.3. So, uh it looks like maybe a little wind is coming out of that optimism sale. It could very well be. And we had some fun earlier in the week as there was some optimism in the mergers and acquisitions phrase. Smuckers buys hostess. And that had everybody in a real tizzy yesterday morning. Five and a half billion dollars to buy Twinkies and Ding Dongs. <laughs> you think there's a, you th- you a junk food junkie somewhere in the Smuckers board of directors? I tell you, that's, uh, that'll be an interesting combination. I'm, I'm kind of lost on that. It's uh, going to be a relatively slow news day today in terms of government. Pretty much piled. We're going to get the consumer price index, core CPI, and a bunch of other numbers, including real average hourly earnings and the like, how well we're doing on inflation and in terms of worker earnings tomorrow. And that leaves us pretty much trading off of rumors and 
I got to believe every headline we read today is going to be Apple, though, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I think so. We're going to hear a lot about Apple because today's the day they're going to make their announcement of what their new, uh, you know, new iPhone is going to look like and what all the bells and whistles are going to be. And so I think that's going to drive a lot of the technology side today. Interesting. The word is that there's going to be like 150% bright. That would end up bringing an iPhone, the, the high-end iPhone, up to around $1,150, $1,200. And keep thinking about, okay, this thing better dang well last me four years if I'm going to pay that much for a cell phone, wouldn't you think? I would think so, Dave. That's, uh, you know, because that's uh, that's a lot to spend. But let's face it, it is a little computer, right? Uh, yeah, really. I mean, it, I, I had a trivia bit this morning. This is the date they introduced the iPhone X uh, back, what, something like eight to six, seven years ago. And the X at the time top $900. So really, when you look at the rate of inflation that we've had, even during the low inflation times, going from 900 for the top-end phone introduced when the iPhone 8 came out, and you bring it up to $1,100 today, really, that isn't that obscene an increase when we look at how much everything else has gone up. In reality, while I'm not necessarily happy with that kind of money for a piece of electronics, given the power and the increase they put in the things, really, it's not really all that terribly bad. No, not from you're right. From an inflation standpoint, absolutely, it is 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 not. However, in the ultimate dollar dollar number, it's still a, a significant increase, especially for the everyday consumer. That's absolutely true. But that that'll be the chit chat we throw out all through the day today on the top of the hour news. Apple, Apple, Apple. But there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, Secretary Janet Yellen was on the rubber chicken circuit yesterday and said she expects a soft landing on the economy. The uh, chat of recession is getting more and more and more remote. I mean, you know, we might actually do what we managed to do before, actually have a soft landing from a, uh, from a tightening money picture. Well, I think that um, we are definitely – doing better than I think any of us really anticipated from an inflation standpoint. However, you know, for us in Florida, I was reading an article um, in, I think, Sunday's paper that really showed that Florida's inflation is about double what the rest of the nation is because so many people are moving here and, and the housing shortage is such a big deal that um, that it's really impacting pricing for housing. I was going to say, I know that's driven by housing because our house, if you're a seller, it's considerably healthier than elsewhere in the country. If you're a buyer, well, you ain't getting any relief from reducing housing prices, are you? Well, no. And then and rentals. It's tough to find rentals that you can afford. Now, I read another article that that, that may be we may see some relief coming here shortly because, you know, about a, a year ago or so, maybe a little bit more than that, people started, companies started building apartment complexes across the country. And so we should see a lot of those, some of those really start to hit opening up in the fourth quarter, which may start to relieve some of that rental market. 
Yeah, it's a possibility, but I'm, I'm harking back when we talk about buying, you know, building a lot of apartment complexes in an economy like this. I'm harking back to about 30 years ago when I lived out in Colorado and they put up what they were calling some low income and moderate income housing. And they were going to rent these apartments out for, you know, they were selling these condos at the time. Now, keep in mind, I'm talking 30 years ago, low income housing, they were selling for like $100,000 at the time. That's the equivalent of about. 250 right now. Cynical. Yeah. Let's see what the price levels are. In a boom market, when we talk about affordable housing, that sometimes is a non sequitur. Uh, talking about the uh, likelihood of a soft landing, Goldman Sachs came up with the other side of Yellen's optimism. They said, don't expect a lot of stock market gains because Goldman Sachs says that the market is already priced in a soft landing. So the only thing that we can do right now is if we get an unpleasant surprise and we don't get it, <laughs> bad news, yeah. right? Exactly. That'll definitely be some bad news, and we will definitely feel um, that result uh, when it hits, for sure. Oh, yeah. Out of the, uh, the earnings and the, uh, and the updates and whatnot down the line, Oracle ended up taking a little bit of a dump. They actually uh, made their revenue report in line, but their stock disappointed anyway, and they went down. On the other side of the tech fence, Amazon hit an intra-year high yesterday, and I didn't hear any news that justified that. Yeah, me either, other than just, uh, I guess, trading. Uh, <clears throat> people may be starting to see that uh, they maybe worked out some of their logistics. And so, uh, you know, it, it's it's a stock that everybody wants to own right now, which is, which is a big deal. Uh, you know, you mentioned Oracle, and Oracle did beat on earnings. However, they, they did actually miss just a tad on their revenue number. Not by much, but just a tad. Um, <clears throat> And so that really had them um, falling this morning. I mean, they're down like 9.3%. As an anchor on the NASDAQ, that's not exactly known for being a stable price exchange to begin with. So we're talking adventurous stocks that can swing wildly, can't they? Exactly right. You mentioned Apple. Apple's, uh, you know, they're up about a third of a percent this morning as uh, they get ready for their launch event at 1 o'clock today. So that will consume, I think, a lot of the news space um, this afternoon. I suspect after a 6% dump last week, I'm kind of glad to see them back rising again, even though it's not as much as they lost during the core last week. Other things that are on the agenda, I broached a topic yesterday when I was soloing that it's a sore spot for both of us. September 30th is coming, and uh, we've got the usual factions in Congress threatening to shut the economy down if they don't get absolutely everything they want. So in about a week, that's going to become our headline news that we're going to be talking about and fear-mongering to death, I assume. I'm sure. I'm sure. Hey, got one more, one more earnings yeah. report for you. And we don't have them around here, but I tell you, in my trek out west, I saw them quite frequently, and that's the Casey's General Stores. Um, and they had a really good quarter. Uh, they beat by over a dollar a share. Uh, revenue came in a little light of what they expected, uh, but it's got uh, them up 4.1% this morning. That's good news. I remember them when I lived up in the Midwest. We can set the table again. Generally, an up day yesterday, 45 minutes before the equities markets open up this morning. Philip, what are you looking at today? And please, uh, don't drop your false teeth when you get to the crude oil prices, all right? (laughs) Hey, it is. uh, Everything's falling this morning on the index side. 
we, we got the Dow down about a tenth of a percent. The S&P 500 is down a quarter. And the NASDAQ 100 is down about three-tenths of a percent. Uh, VIX, obviously, is heading up this morning. Hey, on the other side, we've got silver down a half a percent to $23.26 an ounce. Gold is down three-quarters of a percent. And crude oil <clears throat> up one point, almost 1.4 percent, 88 dollars and 50 cents a barrel, Dave. I will tell you though, I mean, I did watch oil uh, pretty close while I was gone, actually, because I was driving. Mm -hmm. But I, I think I saw it hit 90 at least once while I was gone. We had one bump up that high, and that was uh, then we leveled back down into the 80s, and now we're climbing back up again. And I keep seeing tip sheet articles about a hundred dollar a barrel oil can't be far away. So it'll be something that'll have an impact soon enough, I assume, right? I think so. Definitely will. I expect. Overseas markets, I got mostly, I say mostly red ink at the close and the Asian rim at the close this morning at 6 a.m. The outlier was Japan. Uh, they had almost 1% bump. Everybody else much in red ink. Europe is looking at our futures and saying, yeah, I got fractional increases over most of the marketplace. France is the outlier there, and it's very slightly in the red. No big movement in the European theater. If somebody needs to look at this stuff and uh, wonder how on earth they're going to be able to retire according to their original plans, that takes a pair of eyes. You're back in town. I've been getting people to call for an appointment for the last three weeks, but I'll bet you, Nickel, that uh, you can help them even now. Absolutely, Dave. You know, risk is one thing that folks can control in their portfolio. They just need to know how much they have and how much they should have. And that's why I developed the core retirement design to help people design that retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call, 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And uh, and catch us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730. 95.3 FM. And thank heavens you're going to be back again tomorrow morning to talk inflation, right? Absolutely, buddy. <laughs> thank you much. I'll see you then. And welcome home, Philip. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us. Great to be back in the office. Talk to you again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.